I'm here to pick up Casey, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. What's your name, man? Scotty P, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Again, I do know what you're saying, but I appreciate you continuing to check in with me on that. All right, folks, here we go. Next seminar up December 10th through the 12th with five spots left at the time of this recording. Then after that, February 4th through the 6th, and then April 1st through the 3rd. For camps on the list, we just added a coaching development camp covering how to coach the squat on January 9th. That'll be in Plano, Texas at Starting Strength Plano. Then two self-sufficient lifter camps, one on November 13th, one on January 22nd. Both those in Wichita Falls, both of those covering the squat, the press, the deadlift, how to film yourself, and how to diagnose your technique. And both of those coached by Nick Dolce de Leche. After that, we have a squat camp on November 20th in Tel Aviv, Israel, the few spots left. And we've just added another squat camp in Oklahoma City at Starring Strength, Oklahoma City, on January 29th with baby Huey himself, Chase Lindley. Squat and deadlift camps on the list, Orange County, California, on December 4th at the Strength Co., then December 11th at Houston at Starting Strength Houston, and then January 9th on Long Island in Babylon, New York. For other events, we have on the list December 5th, 5x3 Training in Baltimore is having their charity, Stronger Together Meet, to raise money for Gilcrest Hospice. Multiple Starting Strength gyms with pre-sale events going on before they open. That's Starting Strength San Antonio in Texas, then Cincinnati, and our first gym in Florida at Starting Strength Orlando. Check out locations.startingstrengthgyms.com for more details. Also, if you have a moment to spare for Ray Gillenwater, who's recovering from cervical spine surgery, I'm not sure exactly what the details there are, except that I heard it had something to do with a horrible breakdancing accident. Anyways, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting strength radio. Right. Welcome back to starting strength radio. Oh, it's Friday, as it is every Friday. You ever notice that Friday is always Friday? Yeah, never changes. Friday could be Friday if you're in California, I suppose. <laughs> Californians always insist on their own interesting pronunciation. What is a Californian pronunciation again? Friday. Oh, got it. Friday. Okay. In Cali. <laughs> In Cali, it's Friday. God almighty, those people. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, anyway, enough of that shit. We're going to have fun today, boys and girls. We are here with our friend John Musser, and uh, uh, we are going to talk about the movies again with John. And this time, we're going to talk about comedies. We're going to talk about comedy films. Now, what is a comedy film? Okay. Now, we get, we had some actual discussion about this. Um, John and I prepared extensively for this, for this thing. And uh, we, had, uh, we have a list of stuff that we've been working on for about a month and a half. And... Uh, and the question arose uh, early in the discussion: What is a comedy film, John? What's your? How do you define a comedy film? 
you know, it's interesting. They, they, it has they to be more than up. just occasionally funny, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's got to. The goal has to. It's got to be a little bit more surreal or more. It's got to be more guided towards making you laugh because they you, they hire so many people to punch up just a regular script for the for the comedy moments in it that uh, just to get a strict comedy it's kind of hard to to accomplish. So so a real comedy movie I think I think it has to be able to, you have to suspend disbelief a little bit more than normal, and I think that it it has to be guided to keep you laughing pretty much the whole way through. Right. You know we, what I mean? We had talked about. Uh, including Dr. Strangelove in this in this list. And Dr. Strangelove is funny as hell. Uh, you know, in a lot of places, the whole thing is funny. But I don't think you can call Dr. Strangelove a comedy. No, it I a, don't. It's a political satire. Yeah. It's very dark. The humor is very, very dry. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a Kubrick film, and it's... Uh, as a result, the the photography is so stunning in that movie. It's just amazing. The thing was shot in '64, and it's just uh, it's as, it's visually as 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 nice a movie as has ever been photographed. But it's it, but the it's a it's a spoof on the Cold War, and there are funny movements, funny moments in the thing. Peter Sellers plays three different characters in the thing, and anything Peter Sellers is in is funny, right? It, it, yeah, it's more political. It's not, you know, the old thing about funny ha-ha. It's not, it's not necessarily funny ha-ha, you know? It's, no. it's funny in a more sad way than anything Well, else. like being there. Yes. Like, like yeah. being there. That Sellers film is... Uh, I haven't seen uh, it. I know people that have just... That's the, they think that's the funniest thing they've ever seen. Right. But if you think being there is the funniest thing you've ever seen, then you're just you're one of these people that pulls fly the wings off of flies and shit. It's just that's a yeah. that's a real weird ass movie. It is funny, but it's just it's it's too weird to include as a comedy because it's uh, it's just <laughs> well you'd have to see it. I certainly recommend that you watch it if you haven't watched it. But it's. Uh, it's been a long time. Being, well, being Peter Sellers, we'll get to one of Sellers' movie here in a minute, yeah. of course. But right, uh, I'll tell you, he uh, his delivery, I sort of forgotten until we started uh, revisit. Until we started talking about comedies, you know, the, with the westerns, I rewatched so many of them so often that that right. know them so well. But <laughs> with comedies, I don't often revisit a comedy. So so I had to go back and revisit a bunch of these, and there was a couple fresh ones that I hadn't seen, and. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I'd sort of forgotten what a genius seller was, right? Genius is the is is a feeble description for the crazy yeah. bastard. God almighty that guy was what a talented human being that guy was. He was absolutely amazing as a as a as a comedian, but as an actor. Right. He was right. I mean, you watch Doctor Strangelove and you see him play in all three of those roles and I I've talked to people that didn't know that he had played all three of the roles. Yeah, that thought they were point. three different actors playing those that's, roles, and that's that's you know just insane. But that's it's a complicated you, move. You mean Peter forever. Sellers was the president too. Are you serious? That's, you know, that's complicated just, for the actor. It's complicated for the director. It's complicated for everybody. So that's a commitment. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. With him, it generally works. Yes. 
yeah, the guy's uh, an amazing talent, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about him uh, in uh, one of our selections for the top five. Uh, so, uh, Doctor Strange Love is not really a comedy. Now, on the other hand, Airplane is a comedy. Airplane's a comedy. Airplane is nothing but a comedy. There is no doubt about it. Pure. And pure I remember enjoying Airplane when I was younger. And I rewatched it in preparation for our podcast today. And it's just, you know, John, it's just too fucking stupid. To, <laughs> it's just, it's it just makes me laugh my ass off every time I watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, it, it is funny, but it's just not at the level that. I'm tired of your red line shit, Jane, whatever that line yeah, was. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just, there's a bunch of funny lines in it, but taking as a whole, the damn things, just, that and the Police Academy movies, they're just, oh, oh, they're, they're funny, the but God almighty, they're just too stupid. <laughs> Next time I shoot somebody, I can be charged. It was, those movies are hilarious. What they did with Leslie Nielsen, right? Is yeah. he's a serious heavy in a western. He's a serious bad guy. He shows up, horrible things going to happen because he's a bad guy. And yeah. then an airplane, all of a sudden, he's this he's, hilarious idiot, he's real know? serious hilarious idiot. But yeah, he, 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 yeah, he really. Oh God, Peter Graves was in that thing. He was funny <laughs> as hell too. I just there are some funny parts of that movie, but it's like Beavis and Butthead. It's yeah. just it's real, real, real funny. But so, it's just too because it's stupid. It's just uh, it's so stupid. It's just I, I mean, there's probably what the two generations of kids that don't know what Beavis and Butthead was. Uh, I, yeah, I would guess. Yeah, yeah I would at guess. least two. I, I have. You know, seen I, it. have you watched Beavis and Butthead, Nick? Yeah, yeah, Beavis, Beavis and that was Beavis and Butthead was around when I was a kid. My my kids have no idea though. No, they have no idea, and you're they're you know. Probably if you're 20, you don't know what right. Beavis and Butthead is. You know about Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, lots of people just forgot about it. Yep. But that was so, it was so goddamn funny <laughs> because it was just utter, abject stupidity. <laughs> here are these two little stupid fucking kids being stupid, and here we are. Grown-up adults laughing at these two stupid kids being stupid. It's just, I, yeah. that's, yes. you know, I, I, how do you beat that? You know, that that was so some funny you, shit. Before you give up on the Leslie Nielsen comedies, whichever one had Priscilla Presley in it, one of the police squads had Priscilla yeah, it was Presley. one of the police academies, I think. He sets Ricardo Montalban's office on fire, and he's got to climb out on the balcony and escape. And he's climbing up all these male... Uh, figures against the wall all these statues carved statues on the wall right if you watch that scene no matter what kind of mood you're in you're going to be you're going to think it's funny no matter what happens just right. watch that scene from beginning to end where he where he's, he's trying to put the place back together where he was searching it and then the whole place <laughs> catches on fire of course and it turns to <laughs> well maybe i'll track that one down but it's just uh i don't know i'm tired of laughing we've been watching these comedies for Three weeks now, and I just, I'm tired of laughing. I'm tired That's of laughing. Old man thing to say, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of laughing. So, uh, laughing. well, and another one I I almost put in here is, uh, it's one of my favorite movies. 
uh, big trouble in little China. <laughs> now, that fucking thing is just – Kurt Russell is funny. It's Kurt Russell being funny. And Kurt, Kurt Russell can be that. funny. Yeah. He he was in used cars, and we're going to talk about used cars in a minute. But big trouble in little China. I just – it's one of the – it's funny. Parts of it are just hilarious, but I don't know that you can call it a comedy. I mean, it, it's it, – uh, there's so many funny things in the damn thing, but the whole plot of the thing is it's not really a – in the sense that a comedy is Animal House, you know. Big Trouble I, in Little China's got another thing going on, and it's just I, – I, I don't know. It's so damn funny I almost put it in anyway, but it's uh, – It's uh, hilarious. So what makes it funny is, is they've got all this mystical stuff going on, yeah. and then they got his character bumbling, stumbling through it all, right? Right. So all of this this uh, mid seventies uh, mystical things happening and and all of this fantabulous things going on and he's just stumbling through right. doing the best he can. Right. It, it's pretty damn funny. It's, it's, it's if you haven't guys. seen Big Trouble in Little China, look a couple about four years ago, three years ago, I heard a a deal. I think everybody heard about this. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, mm. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson was talking about a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. And uh, somebody asked Kurt Russell about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Big Trouble in Little China is 1986, so it's, you know, it's it's been a while since, uh, so it's that 20, that's 35 years ago, right? It's a while is a good oh term. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> great. This is a John Carpenter film, by the way. Yeah. And uh, this is this John Carpenter's best movie. There's, there's no doubt, but uh, they, they asked Kurt Russell about that. Hey, the one he said, did with Roddy, Rowdy Piper, uh, Piper, Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, Piper. He that what was that? They or them? They, they, them. I think is what it was. Them. Yeah, he that was yeah that was, was kind of cool. But, but 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 listen to me now. They asked Dwayne Johnson. Uh, they asked Kurt Russell about. Dwayne Johnson having said that they're going to do a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. And Kurt Russell's reply was, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Can't remake Trouble in Little China. You can't remake Gone with the Wind. What the hell are you thinking about? (laughs) There's some shit you just don't do. You know, (laughs) and that's... Certainly the top of my list. You don't make remake Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, hell. Big Trouble. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a damn funny movie. If you haven't, you people haven't seen that, you need to. In, in fact, just get out uh, uh, your phone or a piece of paper or something, because there are going to be several things that we talk about today that you haven't seen. And you're going to want to watch them if you like comedies. Okay. And certainly, big trouble in Little China is uh, worthy of of mention on that. Now, the so we've got we got several things to talk about before we get to our actual top five. These are all going to be honorable mentions, and I, you know, there's going to be people that disagree with this shit. I understand that. There's going to be people that think, "Oh, Ripito, you're crazy, Musser. What are you thinking about? You didn't well, put Caddyshack in the top five? Well. I don't know. Maybe we should have, but we've got Caddyshack down here as an honorable mention. 
Now, Caddyshack, and I've got I've got notes on the desk here uh, that I have uh, that I have made. Uh, one of the things that Wikipedia is good for is stuff like this, where there's not any opinion involved in it. Uh, Wikipedia's got a, has got good pages on all of these movies, and if you want to look at production schedules and dates and and um, I I would I would recommend when you look at the Wikipedia stuff, I would look at the sourcing that they use, and then I would go to the sourcing because sometimes the sourcing says something different than the uh, than the page does itself. Right. So on some things like the big major movies and stuff, you're generally all right with Wikipedia, right. but there's so many people that are viewing it and, and commenting yeah. on it. But other stuff, it's a good place to start. That's what oh, I would yeah, say. Wikipedia is always a good place to start. And, good place to start. And, yeah. and this this podcast, of course, is similar. It's a good place to start. You need to watch these movies and make up your own mind about it. But but Caddyshack, I watched, I rewatched Caddyshack for this thing. And uh, Caddyshack is, uh, oh, it's a, it's a, a National Lampoon staffed film uh 1980 and and you know in in fact as a side note uh the most recent comedy that we have in this list is uh 1998 and uh now i don't know if that means that i just haven't appreciated the adam sandler movies sufficiently so i think you know, that I, but we see, you know but i just haven't seen anything as funny as so the benefit know. of this podcast is going to be people that haven't seen these movies can revisit them and look right. at them with fresh eyes and or, see what they or look at them for the first time for look, at them for the first time. look at them for the first time I, there's a couple i looked at for the first time but one of these days we should consider setting a a, a sort of a rule that we can only go back so many years and that would maybe force us to look at some movies that we haven't considered. Well, that's a good point, and it maybe we need to do that. But I don't know if if you uh, is there a movie that's been shot in the past twenty years that should be on this list that's not I, on here? What would it be? Look, if you look at Hot Tub Time Machine, you might have something there. If you look over The Hangover, you might have something there. Uh, uh, there's one out there called Bad Words, I believe, that you might have something there. Uh, but they're, they're worth a visit. But comedy is such a, a personal thing mm-hmm. that if, if you're watching a comedy, if you're watching a, a, a movie that's not a comedy and all of a sudden starts to go off the rails a little bit, you'll stick around to see where it goes right. because you're interested. If you're watching a comedy and it doesn't hook you right off the bat, you're done with it and you just right. move on. Right. Right. The, uh, you know, there's, for example, there's something about Mary Yes. Keeps keeps coming up in this discussion. And I watched twenty minutes of that fucking thing, turned it off. I was not even mildly amused by that. I just didn't think it was funny. When the guy zipped up his dick in his pants, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I've never been guilty of not knowing where my dick was at all times. And I've never even come close to zipping it up in my pants and the, the gag just didn't work for me and it just was not I, I just couldn't continue with the thing it just wasn't 
it wasn't. It wasn't I think funny. The, the, their, their timing and the delivery and the, and the quick cuts and stuff made it pretty damn funny. You might have to be in a different mood to watch it, or maybe maybe, maybe you're know. not you're not getting it. Uh, but it and that's that's why comedy is such a personal thing. Something right. about Mary to me that the timing and the delivery and 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 the characters that you're used to seeing being very serious or not very serious, all that made it pretty funny for me. And uh, who who was the male lead in that thing? Stiller. Ben, right, ben Stiller. Son. I just don't like Ben Stiller. Yeah. Something about him pisses me off. And I don't, you know, there's some people that just aren't funny to me. Adam mm-hmm. Sandler is not funny. You know, uh, I he just doesn't. You know, I'm just not interested in seeing him do anything. Yeah, he's not interested in seeing him. Yeah. No. It's no. funny. It's, you know, it's a, you know, it may be a problem I've got, but I just, you know, like you say, comedy is a very personal thing. And if the people that you are asking to make you laugh are not funny to you, then, uh, or, you or know, it's just no. not, it, it, it didn't going to work. Like Eddie Murphy is just, everything he says is funny. Right, you know, right, and it's and be funny. you know, and Buddy Hackett, everything Buddy Hackett says is funny. So you know, if you, so they, Jonathan Winters, these, you know, these guys from the '60s, everything they did was funny, and it's just, and maybe that's a generational thing. I don't know, but uh, there's something about Mary. I just had no patience with it. I think it's going to be a generational thing, and I think that it's a filter thing because you're going to see things differently than somebody else. So. So with, with like the Wolf of Wall Street, you have to get past your what you think of the actor to appreciate right. the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Right. So and you, I you watched Wolf of Wall this. Street. I, you know, I yeah. think you told me about that a long time ago. And I watched it, and I thought it was pretty good. I yeah. did think it was pretty good. I don't normally like DiCaprio. But right. So you got to get past that guy. I, I had to get past yeah. it, and I I got yeah. past it, yeah. and I got into the character and past the actor. Uh, something I can't always do with him, but that was a. But I'm that's not something I want to watch three times. No, no, you know? and it's. But it was I, funny. I can't always get past the actor and see the performance. I right. can't always do that, and if I if I know that, then I'm not going to torment myself with a damn movie. I'm not interested in watching. Right, right. Same here. I'm not interested in watching Jane Fonda do anything. She's still alive. You know, I hope not, but I think she is. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just you know sometimes you just can't get past that, and if I if I can't get to the character, and you know if the if the actor won't let me get to the character. Yes. Right. For example, Robert De Niro has taken great strides. He's taken extraordinary steps to keep you from regarding him as a character because he yes. won't shut the fuck up yeah. in his, you know, and just be an actor. You don't you don't see him and you don't see his character in a movie. You see him. Right. Yeah. And uh, an example of a guy that has retained his status as only an actor would be a guy like brad pitt who keeps his mouth shut well not only that you know, but, he, but he's brad pitt, an excellent first actor first and first you believe anything he he does in a in a film he's i watched him in true romance the other day and and you don't even know that's brad pitt in true romance no, he's the, right. stoner, the stoner guy on the on the couch yeah he's, you don't even see that who that is yeah he, he's yeah. just a consummate actor he really is an excellent 
excellent actor. He's, uh, I don't think you could call him a character actor in the sense that Christian Bale and Gary Oldman are character actors, but, but he, in the right role, he's utterly, absolutely believable because he's not provided me with a bunch of objectionable baggage that I have to ignore when I watch him in a film. Probably the, probably the opposite. He's probably provided you with stuff that you enjoy seeing him do well in a film. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Now, back to Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't really even tell you a good reason why Caddyshack is not in our top five. It is a, it's a extremely important film. It's a, it's, it's, it's famous. I mean, everybody has seen Caddyshack, right? Everybody has seen Caddyshack. There's a lot of the films we're going to talk about today that not everybody has seen, but I think everyone has seen Caddyshack. I and, think it's uh, the, you think know, <laughs> Bill Murray in Bill in that Murray. in that thing. Bill Murray is just carries the the movie around on his back. What a hilarious character what a fabulous job of looking like a dumbass this guy did i just that scene between him and chevy chase when they're both there in the in in the the murray's little hut he lives in and shit oh god would be nice maybe the pond pond would be nice (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's uh it's a it's it's a funny ass movie. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I I don't know. I don't like uh, Rodney Dangerfield particularly. I did like Ted Knight. I thought Ted Knight was Ted when, Knight when was Ted was Knight funny. puts on that role that whole that whole yeah. upper crust <laughs> shitty shitty guy role. It, it's perfect, right? It's everything well, you hate and everybody. And, if you remember him from yeah. uh, Mary Tyler Moore show, he was. Right. He was a, he's a genius, man. The guy was, oh, he was funny. And oh, we lost all these guys. But the two youngsters, when they're laying in bed, and the girl tells the guy she's pregnant, and he says, "I want you to know, I want to be, I want to marry you and be a part of the, the baby's life." And she says, "Well, that's just fucking great." Starts laughing at him. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then later she tells him she's 13. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. I don't That's it. So, Caddyshack, watch it. It's funny, but it's, I don't know. There's. I don't know why. I've not got it in the damn top ten, but top five, but I don't. And another one that. Uh, oh, by the way, our top five is very flexible. Because we might change our mind while we're having we, this. We could. In fact, we may start shifting paper around here. <laughs> you know. Now, did you have time to look at used cars again? I did. I rewatched used cars. The uh, There was a couple interesting things about used cars. The first is, is Kurt Russell's a genius, right? Whatever he's yes. in, he's fine. I mean, he's genius. It, as, a co- as a comic actor, Kurt Russell is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. He's, his- he is real good in a comedy role the stunts which looked like they absolutely included real kids in the stunts right yeah it absolutely looked like they included real kids in the stunts when oh they driving the, the 250 back. cars across the desert in arizona oh my god they couldn't <laughs> even shoot that movie today 
It's the environmentalists wouldn't let them do it. It's worth a watch just to see all those old, old beat up cars. Right. That's a, that's an interesting thing. The to me, the third act started to drag a little bit, and I don't know if somebody was to watch it. It'd be interesting to hear if somebody watches it with fresh eyes uh, now, what they would think of it. Yeah. Because it, it it didn't make me. There was a couple scenes that made me laugh really hard, like when he's shooting he's shooting down prices. And he's blowing up cars. <laughs> that's just too fucking that's high. That's just too fucking high. Yeah, that's just too and fucking And he blows high. up the Mercedes. Blows up oh, Mercedes. God. Yeah, there's... That held up for me. But then it's it's it had a few moments of... Uh, and also how quickly they disposed of the guy that they were apparently really liked of without even second thoughts. They just got rid of him, like, within 15 minutes. But, well, uh, like, the, 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 the casting genius... Yeah. Robert Zemeckis is is uh, is an obvious genius. He's done so many important movies. You look at the list of the shit that Zemeckis has directed, and mm-hmm. all the Back to the Future stuff, and all the shit he's done back in the you know so, twenty um, years ago. It's 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 so good. But this thing is, he cast the two guys that played Lenny and Squiggy from <laughs> from uh, Laverne and Shirley, and that's. Uh, uh, Michael McKean and David Linder, and so, is these two lunatic communications geniuses and shit, and they were they were funny as hell. So here's God here's the my. issue. We we here's the issue if, if if fresh eyes looked at it, because soon as you see that say the two guys that were Lenny and Squiggy, that automatically starts you making you laugh because you yeah. recognize the actors, you right. recognize their, their 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 stuff, and it starts making you laugh. So if I'm trying to look at it. From the perspective of not knowing those things, does it still work? And I don't know that it does. It may right? not, but yeah. he didn't me, care because everybody'd seen Lenny and Squiggy, <laughs> right? It, 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 when when this movie was made in yes. 1980, I mean, these guys are fresh on everybody's mind. Yes. And uh, oh god, I remember one scene from Laverne and Shirley, and I didn't watch every <laughs> one of those, but. <laughs> Lenny and Squiggy come up to Laverne and Shirley's apartment and they say uh, uh, listen we're having uh, some young ladies over tonight and uh, we wonder if you'd do us a favor and they say well sure what and they said can we borrow your sheets <laughs> and and she says why and, she, and 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 uh, Squiggy says, "Ours are hard." Oh! <laughs> so so the, these these two guys are already funny. All right. Yeah, yeah. And they're now already... they're they're appearing these these communications geniuses and in, in used cars. They break into Jimmy Carter's speech uh, uh, yeah. presidential address yes. yeah. <laughs> blowing up the cars in the parking lot the, 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 shooting the them with a shotgun and the, shit it's just oh fuck it's funny the guy has the puppy and the puppy crawls underneath the car oh yeah and then he toby like the, the beagle yeah toby steals the show too you yeah. know toby there, there's that scene they're walking past and toby's sitting up on a table watching tv Yes. Do you remember that, seeing that? Just, the, just throw away shot, you know. They're just yeah. uh, there's something on TV, and Toby's just sitting there watching TV. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, uh, and uh, oh, and and we'd be 
we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Deborah Harmon as the 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 love interest in this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yeah, yeah. She, Luke's oh. daughter. Oh God, she was hot. I don't want not to be too uh, graphic, but that's her riding in that top of that car or the right. back of that pickup across truck. the desert. Across the desert. That's yeah, hot. hot, very hot, and uh, pretty girl, but hot in this thing. This is if if you look, you guys hadn't seen used cars. Uh, you need to see used cars because it's. Uh, uh, I mean, the whole premise: a used car salesman is running for the state senate. He wants to yep. be a politician. A used car salesman wants to be a politician. What else do you need to know? You know, and what so, a perfect snapshot of of uh, most of history, right there. It's just amazing. Have you have you watched have you rewatched all of these on a big high def screen? Yeah, I've got a pretty good four K screen it, at the house. It it changes the damn movie sometimes. Sometimes it, it does. It's just so much detail that you hadn't noticed before. You know, like I'd never <laughs> noticed. I paid close attention. I'd never noticed Toby sitting there watching television. He's just sitting that. on the table with his, <laughs> sitting on, you know, he's sitting on his butt just and watching. with his head down, staring at the TV screen. That's the funniest damn thing I've ever seen. Well, uh, I like that. I like the fact that somebody thought that'd be a good idea. Yeah. And then they put all this work involved into getting that dog to sit there and right. stare at the screen. Right. All of that had to happen. Yeah. yeah, that dog was good. Yeah, that dog was good. He gets him to crawl under the car and then puts a rock under the tire. You killed my dog, Mister. I can't bring your dog back to life, but I can buy this. Dog. But I can buy the car. Oh God, what a! That's just so. There's a bunch of funny shit in used cars. You need to see used cars. Yes. And so, why didn't it make the top ten? I don't know. Maybe we ought to put it in the top ten. It's, uh, just, it, it's got a. It, it drags in a couple spots. It uh, does. In fact, but all, all dragging a couple of spots. A little bit. The uh, uh, I uh, I had to I had to come back on a couple things on it, but uh, as a whole, it's very funny. If somebody's it, never yes. seen it, it's absolutely worth watching. Oh and God, yes. Rent it for pennies someplace. I'm sure. If, if you've never seen it, uh, just you can buy it on Amazon for six dollars or something like that. Yeah, just get the cool. DVD and hold on to the damn thing. I'm a big fan of owning my media. Are you? I'm yeah. I you know because at some point, what if Amazon decides that used cars contains misinformation? Brother, that's already going on. So could happen. All- you know. So yeah. I I think I'll just have a copy. Yeah. Right? yeah you know, if Netflix decides that Victor Victoria is somehow uh, insensitive toward the LGBTQ community. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah, right now, we're going to talk about Victor Victoria. This is another honorable mention. That you mentioned, all the ones you mentioned that I had not seen or hadn't seen in a long time, Victor Victoria, I had never seen at all. Uh, I I don't even know that it registered that that it was out there it would have been a musical and i wouldn't have been too interested in musicals at that time you know but it was funny as hell yeah and it, it not is. only funny it's, as hell it's just it was it was casual in its depiction of of altered whatever lifestyles you want to call them now it was casual in its depiction of of homosexuality every character except for the the hustler in the beginning of the movie the hustler that's in bed with toddy 
every right. other character you sort of liked. There was nobody right. that you really no. didn't like. They're all just trying to get along, you know? It, well, it's a Blake Edwards movie, and he just makes everybody funny. because yeah, everybody's he, funny. He, got the- and the, the guy you're talking about who ends up with two real black eyes. <laughs> Boy, he just got the well, shit well, whacked out of With uh, Toddy, this guy called Toddy, right? Yes. Gerald Todd. Toddy right to all bat, my friends. Right. right off the bat, he is letting you know, listen, I'm gay, I'm laying in bed here, and then automatically this guy gets out of the bed, the young guy, the guy gets beat up like every 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's stealing money out of his wallet, complete piece of shit, right. and just just somebody you really despicably hate. And then you know that this guy, Toddy, is going to be your guide through whatever madness Blake Edwards has planned right. for you. He's the one right. leading the way. Yeah. Right. And it's uh, that. All right. Victor Victoria, just to, just to set the stage here, Victor Victoria said in pre-World War II Paris, and there is an active gay community. I guess yes. you would, they wouldn't have called it that at the time but they modernized the language and called it gay in uh in the entertainment business in uh in pre-world war ii paris so this is the early 30s in paris and uh julie andrews is um a singer and and in the movie she's 38 i think she's at the height of her power she's just such a powerful screen presence with her magnificent yeah. voice. She's got a four octave range, one of the best female vocalists of all time. Uh, you know, started her movie career in The Sound of Music, and and uh, in Victor Victoria, she's at the height of her powers. Yeah, she's gorgeous, so. and yeah. she's she's. A, a brilliant actress in terms of comic timing and the, this sort of thing. And uh, she is, she finds herself in Paris and she's out of work and she's starving to death. And she runs into Carol Todd. And all my friends call me Toddy. Toddy. To all my friends, Toddy. And uh, so she runs into him. And, uh, and he cooks up this plan to pass her off as a female impersonator. In other words, she has got to pass as a man when she's not on stage. She has to pass as a man pretending to be a woman. When she's she is a in woman fact pretending a woman. to be she's a woman, pretending to be a man, pretending, pretending to, be a to be a woman. And they remind right. you of that a couple of times so you right. can keep up through the movie. Right. right. And yeah, they, they state that several times. She states it herself. And, uh, and so, uh, they cook up this insane plot and pull it off. And she becomes a popular male impersonator, female impersonator all over Paris, making a bunch of money. Things are going real well. And then she meets King Marchand, who is played by the amazing James Garner. In a tux, James Garner. James in Garner in a t- James Garner is now he's one of these guys that you, you're familiar with him from TV and movies and stuff. He played uh, oh, what was the the TV show he had? Rockford Files. For, Rockford Files. For God's Rockford sakes. Files. The Rockford Files was a great show. 
great show back in the back in the seventies. And uh, everybody liked James Garner. James Garner is one of these actors uh, in Hollywood that literally nobody has anything bad to say about. That's exactly right. He, well he was a, apparently well a, just a fine, fine gentleman, yep. a good guy. Everybody loved him. If you listen to the commentary track uh, that accompanies the the most recent edition of the of the DVD, Julie Andrews and Blake Edwards talk about about Jimmy Garner in the most glowing terms possible. He was just a he. They, everybody loved him, and uh, God, he was funny as hell in this thing. So, and Alex Karras was his bodyguard. Well, former football player, former professional wrestler. Yeah, right. Alex Karras. Right? Alex Karras. And, and, and Alex was funny as hell in this thing. Oh, everybody in it was funny. And then Leslie Ann Warren. Oh my God. Leslie Ann Warren at the height of her powers. You know, what a gorgeous motherfucking brother she was. So, so James she, Garner had got she, this. She was, she was gorgeous. Oh, she was, she, and, and funny as hell. Uh, she's, uh, you, if you haven't seen this, you, you've got to see the damn thing. She's, uh, I mean, you've got, uh, Two beautiful women in completely opposite roles here. You've got Julie Andrews and Leslie Ann Warren. Uh, it's it's hard to say who's who. She's Leslie Ann Warren's done a lot of interviews about this movie, and it's very interesting. If you if you look it up, you'll see a bunch of interviews that she gave, and she was afraid that she would be hated after this role, that everybody would think that she was you know ridiculous, and they wouldn't they wouldn't. Oh. care for after the role and it was exactly the opposite it, exactly the opposite this yeah. is the best role of her career there is absolutely no doubt about that she was she was just a, an amazing talent in this in this film and uh, so james garner the, the like the, the path that he goes through where he's he's like man am i you know am i in love with a guy and he's like maybe i am i don't know if i care you know and then and then the, the bodyguard, you know, uh, the big guy, what do they call him? Squash, 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 squash. <laughs> when the, they're sitting there around, he's sitting by himself. And then the, uh, uh, Toddy asks James Garner, wise guy sitting away. And he says something about field of fires and then, you know, be better field of view or something along those lines. And then he goes, uh, James Garner says, so you must've, uh, been in the army. And Toddy said, uh, several, several of them. And I, and I thought, did I just hear like a really dirty joke? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, there's a little stuff like that, and you know when Alex Karras gets all that shit with the motel room across the way and or all the that snowstorm and all this, yeah. all this poking around in the hallways and setting your shoes in the out in the to be shined and all, all these little subtle silly ass jokes that blake edwards pulls off that only blake edwards kind of shit it's just yeah yeah so you, you know you look you, you got to care about these guys first you got to care about the characters you got to right. understand first and then you got to they, they stay they stay true to who they are the whole way through which is pretty damn funny right it's difficult to pull off in a comedy like this right but i think it's some of garner's best work really 
Oh, I do too. Oh, I do too. I think it may be Blake Edwards' best film too. It's just, it's uh, it's just an amazing movie. Victor Victoria, if you hadn't seen it, put that on your list. You will not regret it. All right. Now, I've also got here in my honorable mention pile, uh, Young Frankenstein. Bullshit. Now, yeah. see, I don't see. This is another one of these things, like used cars. I struggle with not putting it in the top five because Young Frankenstein came out in 1974, the year I graduated high school. And really? Every time it was available to see at the theater or at at school, uh, I went and saw it. I've probably seen this movie 35 times. Yeah, and. Watching it again, it's 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 just as interesting a film as it was, but there's just so many so many other things that I've seen since then that are that are probably a little funnier than this that had just dropped yeah. it down to honorable mention. But I mean, uh, the the photography is amazing. This is a Mel Brooks directed film but the they shot it in black and white the whole thing shot in black and white in 1974 and the 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 photography quality is just absolutely amazing they used the same laboratory equipment for this movie that they that the original frankenstein film with uh lon, the the lon cheney uh they borrowed that that laboratory equipment it was around you know and they had access to it they used that and it was uh 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 it was just there's there's so many funny things about this uh gene wilder is just this is his funniest role well it's it, they've got so many funny lines in there that you'll remember and then you look at it from an important purposely make a black and white movie when color was available right right to purposely do that yes to purposely make it uh, and intriguing and work on a sort of a horror scale, but there's a couple scenes like, like the, uh, you know, the Abbey normal, you brought me an Abbey normal, right? Abbey but normal. The but the, the Frankenstein. He sends Igor to get the, the yeah, brain yeah. and, and he drops the good brain. So he just picks up the next brain that was available yeah. to put in the monster. And yeah. the brain is labeled abnormal brain. Do not use. <laughs> so of course he picks it up and brings it to him. He brought me an Abby Normal. Brain. Abby Normal brain is. So uh, he, the, who, whose brain is this? Someone named Abby. Abby. <laughs> Someone named Abby Normal. <laughs> he brought me an abnormal brain to put in a seven foot tall monster. <laughs> This, this scene where he's with the blind guy and he clutch, he catches his thumb on fire and he keeps yeah. telling him fire is good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's there's hundreds of little gags like that all through the film. It's just you know like the Cloris Leachman thing where Frau Blucher, you say Frau Blucher and the horses neigh every time, and every it's just time. that's just that's just real stupid but yeah. it's funny <laughs> right? you, can hear, you can hear the horses outside even if the horses aren't anywhere around if they right. say frau brooker you can hear the horses yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just it it's just it's just it, the funny thing about that is that, oh and and terry gar is in it terry gar had just gotten started 
She's pretty you know. good in that. Yeah, she's so, real good in that. Of course, Leachman is good in everything she's in. And, uh, I mean, if you if you haven't seen The Last Picture Show, uh, Cloris Leachman is in The Last Picture Show. And that Last Picture Show shot in, uh, what, 69 or 70? I, I watched that at your 70, No, 70, probably 71. And they I shot a lot of that here in Wichita Falls. I watched and, that. Uh, and, and they yeah. shot uh, the sequel to that, Texasville, here in Wichita Falls. And uh, the last picture show is a famous American film and a very important American film. And it uh, was, uh, you know, Ben Johnson was in it and, and Cloris Leachman was in it and all kinds of people. In fact, I knew a kid that was in, it, it was, had a little bitty role in the movie. And, uh, and then, uh, they came back and filmed Texasville and Texasville is one of the worst movies that's ever been made. And, uh, Cloris Leachman, however, in the last picture show is a beautiful, gorgeous woman. It's a tough movie to watch. Just, it is a tough movie to watch. Yes. It's, it was intentionally. Yeah, it's a not. It's not. McMurtry wrote that, and you know he yeah. wrote it about Archer City, and it's, you know, yeah. they they call it. Uh, oh, what did they call the town? Uh, uh, which is a ghost town south of Archer City. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the what name they gave to Archer City, but the thing was shot in Archer City, and it was shot in Wichita Falls. In fact, it was part of that movie. And I don't know why we're talking about this since it's not a comedy. Part of that movie was shot in the first health club that I ever worked in in Wichita Falls. Very nice. The hot tub scene was shot in. It's a pretty good in, hot tub to in, have in, in, the, in the spa. It was handy. Talia was a town. Yeah. Talia. No. T H A L I A in the book. Thalia. That's it. Thalia. Right. That's it. That's it. And Thalia is a ghost town between Alney and Archer City. That's if you, yes, it was. If you are driving down seventy nine, there's a railroad sign on the tracks that says Thalia. But uh, yeah, anyway, I was just I was just commenting on the the gorgeous Cloris Leachman, and she's a fabulous actress. And in Young Frankenstein, she's so damn funny. It's just you know, and Marty Feldman. Oh my God, Marty Feldman. Madeline Kahn is she is a comic genius, playing. Uh, uh, was which uh, one was she? Gene Wilder's girlfriend. Oh, who, Gene Wilder. So who was the who was the the blind guy? Was that Mel Brooks? Was he the blind? No, guy? that was Gene Hackman. If Gene Gene, Gene Hackman was in the oh, damn thing. Genius! I didn't know that. Gene part. Hackman was the blind guy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he was and then Kenneth Mars is the is the policeman with the fucked up arm and shit. Oh, that, that makes it better for some reason. Oh god, it's just so this this Young Frankenstein is a is a classic film. But but uh, if you hadn't seen Young Frankenstein, well, if you hadn't seen Young Frankenstein, you just don't like comedies. Right? You don't like yeah. you just don't like to laugh. All right. So now that all of that has been said, and that we have talked about our honorable mentions let's go through the ones that we had said were in the top five 
And uh, right. now everybody's going to disagree with this. All right. I'm just telling you right now, you're going to think that I'm crazy. You may think that John's crazy. But uh, as far as comedies are concerned, these are five very, very important films. Let's start with Slapshot. All right. I, now, want you, I promise you, you probably haven't seen Slapshot. I just watched you know. this the other night for the first time when you recommended it. So what I would like is if you just walk me through the importance of this, and then I'll I'll share my position on that movie. But I'm interested in 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 your your perspective on why that's important for the audience. Well, I think it's important because uh, it's just it's it is a very dry very very funny paul newman vehicle and it gave us the hansen brothers yes it yes. it gave with us the hansen brothers those are very important guys yeah with their and glasses. yeah and uh and uh i you know i i don't i i i can't put my finger on why it's important like i can mad world but slapshot is just it's been it was hilarious the first time i saw it every time i watch it i'm just constantly impressed by how funny this movie made in 1977 how funny it remains every time i watch the thing for example young frankenstein wasn't as funny this time as the last time I watched it. But every time I see Slapshot, the goddamn thing is just hilarious. Every time I watch it, it's held up so well. Do you think and, it's funny because it's it's funny, the material's that funny, or do you think it's funny because it, it takes you back to a, a point in your life when no. shit was funnier? No, it's just it's the material. Oh. It's the material. Well, I don't have a... Uh, sweeping enough appreciation of my own life to where I could even tell you <laughs> anything about that but 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 I just see this movie and the 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 damn thing's funny here's a is a hockey team going out of business yes you know there's an economic depression the hockey team you know it's up in northern states Pennsylvania where hockey's a big deal and all the towns have got a minor league hockey team and and these guys are are busy trying to play straight hockey and you know nobody's got money to pay for tickets and and as a result the team is about to fold and the head coach of the team and a player is paul newman and uh uh so he's trying to play straight hockey and uh and you know it's just not working. It's just not, not working. They're, they're, it's just not a it's, – it's, it's becoming unviable. So they've got to try to figure out something. And he comes up with all these schemes to, to make everybody think the team's being sold to somebody down in Florida with a whole bunch of money when that's not the case. And, and it's uh, – at any rate, at some point during the, the first half of this movie, they get in a fight on the ice. And the fans go nuts. Right. Right. The fans go nuts. So he begins to say to himself, you know, this straight hockey shit is not, not so. Bill, so let's just get with the program. So 
they they end up hiring these three kids. Now, the three kids, two of them are brothers, and two of them are the Carlson brothers, and one of them is actually named Hanson. Huh. The actor's huh. named Hanson. So they called all three of them the Hanson brothers. They're right. supposed to be brothers. And they're they're just these they're real good copy player hockey players and they they but they fight. They're That's the deal. They fight. They've got these black rimmed Coke bottle glasses and they they bring their toys with them and play play with yeah. slot cars in the hotel room and everything. There's, the whole concept it's just ridiculous. But it's, so, it's, so what, these guys are great actors too. They're just perfect in the role. What, but, what cracked me up about that was when they they wouldn't. So the one the uh, according to them the best hockey player wouldn't participate in fighting. So right. Paul Newman starts sleeping with his wife to make him mad enough to fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it was it was. Uh, her name was There's a bunch of there's a bunch of funny shit in here. It's it it really is. Uh, I, most people had no idea Paul Newman could play a comedy role like this. No, I don't know that but, he'd ever done a comedy before. But he was funny as hell in this thing. He was really good in this, and yeah. uh, I, I you know and again. Uh, a lot of a lot of you people don't know what Slapshot is. It's uh, worth a watch. He certainly <laughs> is hell worth a watch. I now he's not John's not as impressed with it as I've always been, but uh I'd say Slapshot is in our top five, but you know, we could put used cars in there right along with it. It's pretty brave too. I mean they had a lot of scenes in there that were kind of gutsy that you could appreciate. I'm not sure the actress's name that Paul Newman was was sleeping with i can't remember her name but well um, you're talking about his wife no i don't think it was the bet the the guy that wouldn't fight's wife i almost called the guy that wouldn't oh fight that was uh the guy that wouldn't fight wife yeah you're talking about Lindsay krauss she's uh she hadn't been in a lot of other stuff she hadn't <laughs> been in a lot of other stuff she's one of these boyish looking pretty girls you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and she was just she was pissed off real yes. bad the whole all movie because she didn't want to be involved in all yeah. this crazy shit yes and then these these apes start fighting on the ice and she just you know yes yeah just loses her mind and shit she's she's ready to be somewhere else and she she hates all these people and uh paul newman starts trying to hit on her and she won't have anything to do with him and shit and it, it's but uh well, the script was written by uh appeared to be written by a woman and she based it off her brother her brother experience. brother Play who's it. in the movie oh i didn't know that ned Never dowd heard. is in the movie uh he's one of the actors in the movie and he was a uh a minor league hockey player in the in the 70s and uh does a good job taking nancy dowd is, is who you're talking about she wrote the wrote the script and and her brother was actually one of these people and mm-hmm. he's in the movie as uh uh, Ogie Oglethorpe. Ogie Oglethorpe. That's pretty good. The the, so, the, 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 the badass fighter guy. He shows up at the end of the film. Oh, he's on the other team. He's yeah. the guy that comes rolling in from the other team that's the badass. Right. Everybody right. ran from him. Right. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Ned Doubt. And uh, it was – this thing is – oh, God damn. I, I, I think it's – I think it's 
top five stuff. This is one of these movies that uh, uh, came out when I was in college, and uh, it, it's kind of a cult favorite. It, it's become a cult guys favorite. my age and shit. It's just a <laughs> so uh, slap shot with Paul Let's Newman. See. I think you need to you need to watch slap shot with Paul Newman. Uh, let's do uh, next. Let's 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 talk about Mad World. Now, the name of the movie is "It's a Mad, 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 Mad World." This thing came out in 1963. Everybody in the movie, all the stars in the movie, the director stanley kramer uh everybody had anything to do with this movie's dead except for barry chase who's 80 now that's sad this thing is and and she was uh, she's the only one the only remaining survivor of this cast and everybody else is dead and and this this movie when it came out was it's a big giant ensemble cast and everybody in hollywood wanted to be in this movie because everybody knew about it in advance and people were asking to be in it they said i want to be in this thing i don't even have to have a credit just let me be in the movie like jerry lewis Lewis is driving down the street ran over the hat right ran over the hat (laughs) just to get to be in the movie so they're setting up in the MacGuffin and Beginning the movie, they're setting up the MacGuffin, this this pot of gold, right? This money, right? So they're setting up. So it starts with a kick the bucket scene, right? Right. Kick the honest to god guy. guy he kicks, dies, the kicks the bucket. Right. Jimmy Durante kicks the bucket. And then it ends with <laughs> Smiler Grogan. See, Smiler Grogan, and I've seen people use the the name Smiler Grogan online as a as a as a screen name and shit before so he goes flat on he kicks he dies and right before he dies he tells all these guys that follow him down there to see if he's dead he tells all these guys about all this money that's buried somewhere under a big w and these were people that were just driving down the highway so it's a a, these are guys are driving down the highway this is yeah. You know, Milton Berle and Sid Caesar and Buddy Hackett and Ethel Merman. Jonathan Winters. <laughs> Jonathan Winters and Terry Thomas and all the, the you know, this Phil Silver, all these people that show up in this movie are just, and, and at the time, these are the funniest people in the world. That's what that's what makes it so funny is because you, it's, you it's, recognize them from other stuff you've seen. Right. So, everybody, so everybody in the movie do. was a big star. Yeah. Everybody was a big star. I mean, you know, they'd all been on the Carson show and and uh but Jonathan Winters was a he was a character he created characters. I don't know that you would call him a character actor, but he created characters. That was his thing. He would create yeah. these different individual characters. And, well, he uh, was he was a stand up comedian and a damned funny stand-up comedian he was also in and out of mental institutions the guy was an absolute he was crazy and had problems with that all his life but there's not been a more funny human being than 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 jonathan winters i remember seeing jonathan winters on the tonight show several times with robin williams and those two guys would get going off each other and it was just you know 
Carson that's, couldn't that's, breathe. It was it was funny. And, but, Jonathan Winters and Buddy Hackett, and uh, but you know it's it's impossible to go through this cast and appreciate how important all of these people working together were at the same Spencer Tracy's in it every big name in Hollywood wanted to be in this movie and they worked them in they got them all in and uh but to me the standout performance is Ethel Merman the lady the lady she's Yep, let me show you. Yep. What an amazing human being that was. Well, the movie she starts. She was funny as hell. God almighty, the woman was this big, loud, obnoxious woman who will hit you with her purse. And <laughs> he was he was busy. What did the Brit say? She's busy uh, uh, emasculating all the men in her world or something, some line <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> she, so it starts with a, the movie starts with a kick the bucket. It ends with a slipping on a banana peel gag, right? Yeah. And in the middle, you've got all this physical comedy. Every every yes. bit of physical comedy. So the, the, the platform where the two characters were trying to escape from a locked building, locked room escape. They, they, that, when that platform crashed down, that was a real event. That was real wood, real... Real stunt work. Gravity, real yeah. shit that can hurt you, you know? It's pretty impressive stuff. Oh, yes. And Sid Caesar and... Uh, Oh, and and uh, Edie Adams, yes. Dorothy Provine, all these people that are, you know, that were just famous. It, now it's an then. event. We got to warn. We got to warn people. It's an event to watch this movie. It this thing is three hours movie. long. It's three it, they're they're not fucking around here. This is <laughs> they're not fucking around. And uh, Jim Backus is in this thing, and and Jim Backus is funny as hell. All right, he's. Just you know, I have to repeat that over and over again. But the guy's, he was the guy getting the massage, in the, right, in the, right, right, and and he's got this plane, right, and, they, yeah, and he yeah. he agrees to fly these lunatics to where they're going, so, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it's the setup. So what's interesting? It's a road movie and it's a chase movie with a clear MacGuffin at the end of it. But what's interesting is is that all the segments you know what i mean all the right. individual segments for all the different characters you got one group stuck here you got one group here and then when they bring them all together to find the money and then they bring them all together again for that that stunt involving the fire truck and the oh the yeah there at the end it's just all yeah. these elaborate stunts but the airplane stunts in yes. this movie were were absolute insanity yeah. Well, they they flew an airplane through a billboard. Yes. They actually flew the airplane through a billboard. Wasn't CGI, Rip. No. No, there was no such thing. They flew the goddamn airplane through a billboard. Yeah. Now, that could have killed everybody within 8 miles of the of the stunt, but they just they did it anyway cuz these people are good. And he flew that airplane through the hangar. Yes. He came down. He he's five feet off the deck, and he flew through the hangar. Yes, and I, I don't know who was flying these stunts, but it was. This is, I mean, they could they could have killed everybody on Earth three it's, or well, four times over with these with these insane stunts they did for this thing. It was pretty and, fun. The uh, the 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 crashes in the end of it, where they were all getting flung around, and they would show each character what his individual 
result was in that crash, right? Right. And some of those with stunts, the fire truck you're talking with about. The fire truck. Yeah. I was watching them like, God, damn, how did they manage that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't. I, I don't know how they did it. I did. I don't know how they did any of this shit. I really don't. This thing. It was in 1963. You know, so coming up on 60 years ago, this thing is damn near 60 years old. And watching this damn thing, it's as funny as any movie I've ever seen. It's it. This is an important film, and uh, I let me let me endorse it with the highest. Uh, enthusiasm because you if you haven't seen it's a mad 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 world you need to stop what you're doing and watch the damn thing this is one of these things that one of these days you probably haven't seen all right now everybody's seen animal house and we're going to talk about that but this thing it's a mad 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 world is something you probably didn't know anything about trust us watch it yes watch it return of the pink panther is another blake edwards film now, this is a Blake Edwards film with Peter Sellers in it, yep. right? Now, if you've got Blake Edwards and you've got Peter Sellers working together, then what you've got is not like another comedy. This thing is absolute amazing. Peter Sellers is amazing. We already talked about what a genius he was. But I, I this showcases his genius for comedy in a way that nothing else, as far as I'm concerned, nothing else has done. Now there be people that say that uh, that Doctor Strange Love is his primary comedy vehicle, but I no, I don't. I, I don't this like is uh, Return of the Pink Panther is actually no shit a comedy, and it's a damn good one. So is Return of the Pink Panther the second one in the series? Oh, Pink it's Pan- about the fourth or fifth one in the series. Well, fourth, fifth one. So this, so when right. it started out, this guy Peter, this guy David Niven was supposed to be the character. He was right. the, he was going to be, but then because Peter he had been the original, uh, yeah, Cluso. And then, in, but in, Peter Sellers took over, and and everybody focused on his character, and then it, all those movies became about him. It right. started a huge franchise. It was a huge franchise for the time, and. And Peter Sellers was, you know, a lot of people didn't know who he was before this film. This is a 1975 movie. And, uh, oh, it's got uh, a bunch of important people in the damn thing. Christopher Plummer's in it. It would have been 12 years after the And Peter Sellers and Christopher Plummer. And the beautiful Catherine Schell. And then all of the standard guys that always appear in Lake Edwards movies, sure, Herbert sure. Lom and and the, the the waiter, the guy that's always the waiter, and and uh, so, so the the key to Peter Sellers is is like any great comedian, he doesn't pretend to know, he doesn't show that he thinks he's funny, he's just doing no. his thing, right? So he's not. He doesn't. He's he's not in on the joke for himself, right? Right. So so he's doing all this stuff that he doesn't think is funny. He's just doing it, and it makes it it makes it genius. Oh yeah, and I've I've heard yeah. stories about shooting this movie. You know that they had a lot of problems 
with having to do second and third takes on some of this shit because the fucking crew couldn't not laugh because <laughs> like that scene where he's where he's in the in the guy's house he's making fine adjustments on the he's a telephone repair guy yeah he yeah, shows yeah. up and he's, he's got a stupid last looking costume on and there's, <laughs> there's guys and shit and he's in he's in trying to figure out what's going on in the in the in the study and he's in there making fine adjustments and shit and yeah, yeah, falling all over everything and tearing the sure. furniture up and shit. And it's just, yeah, yeah. and ever and it's the, all of that is, is he's just jerking this out of his ass. Sellers yes. just invented all of that stuff, you know. And, and if they had an idea scene, where the how they blocked the scene, you know. But all the shit that was that he did, he just he just created it right then, and everybody's going nuts because it's it's just so damn funny. Physical and, comedy easy right it's just not easy and, no no and every time you every time you screw up a scene you got to reset all that shit so he's got to work up that same that same energy to get the next cut right well and uh, what about replacing all the props at two or three times so th this thing was probably done in one take you know it had to have been done in one take because if the and if the so i don't know that i believe the story about the damn crew you know having to do two and three takes because you can't do it with all the props i you know I've, I, you know I it's think when that, the, you know this when the other actors crack up is when it's genius right it's when right it's when they're so into it and they're so relaxed in the role that they start laughing at at each other right what, well and Catherine shell was you know she has said in retrospect no no i wasn't laughing at peter sellers i was i was actually acting in a way that i thought the character would act in that scene and that's bullshit that's Race. complete bullshit she was she lost her mind because he was funny yeah. Yeah. and she he was if you'll watch the thing you'll see exactly what we're talking about sellers was making her laugh and she couldn't help yeah. it and yeah. and uh because i mean and he's just as straight as he can be but my god that thing was it, it, the return of the pink panther they're stealing a gem all right so the basic plot is there's a a valuable diamond down in some middle eastern country and uh it's heavily protected and the the uh the pink panther is the name of the gem because if That's you hold the name it the of the diamond looks like a leaping panther right like yeah leaping. right sure but it was <laughs> that's what they said so that's what they, and and the phantom is the jewel thief yes yes so no. the question is who is the phantom right is the phantom uh christopher Plummer, or is the phantom his wife Catherine shell um, you know and uh i you know it's just uh it, it's a it's a it's a hilarious ass movie primarily because of the the character inspector clouseau played by peter sellers and and yeah Kato. it's not the movie without him without Kato. him it's not yeah you don't know it. yeah you don't, you but, don't remember but, but the the his his asian assistant kato supposed to attack him he's anytime. supposed to attack him anytime he sees him just to keep him on his keep him keep on him. his toes right and they tear up the apartment three or four times it's just Oh God damn! That's that's in opportune times he attacks him too, right? In opportune times, right? right. They did that thick thing where they're coming back from the beach and they're naked in the beach and they're and they're trying to hide behind the car doors and all that sort of stuff. 
Oh. My little yellow friend. <laughs> what oh, fuck. oh fuck. Well, anyway, that one is that's a that's top five. There's no doubt about it. Return of the Pink Panther. If you haven't seen that, uh, you're fucking up. Because yes. it's it's a terribly important movie. And uh Yeah, this is uh this is something you need to see if you if you are a fan of uh, if you're a fan of Peter Sellers and you haven't seen this, you haven't seen him at his best. So oh, no. uh, you got to watch that one. I, I would I would recommend. It might be a little painful with a couple of them, but I would recommend starting with the first one because you can see Peter, Peter Sellers become more comfortable with the role. You can see him right work his work his moves. So if you're interested in it. Starting in the beginning would be it would be a good move. They're they're loosely connected, but right. I think he becomes more. It's it's a franchise in a certain sense, but it's not a franchise in the sense yeah. that uh, yeah. Star Wars is a franchise. You know, no. it's not it's not the same kind of a deal. They're very loosely connected, but oh, and there are so many good lines in this thing. Yes, you know they go to they go to the little the town of Gestadt in. In Switzerland, and all these people were Stott, very, proper, they're they're very civilized. Stott. Stott. today, a sleepy little ski resort in the Swiss Alps. Tomorrow, a wasteland. Just <laughs> <laughs> Clouseau is going to Stott. Oh shit! Hey, oh, and the scene in the goddamn hotel with the parrot. Yes. Yes, the uh, that his and I don't know who that kid was that played the bellboy, but he was funny as hell too. That was you talk about some physical comedy. Oh, there's a that that is that scene is it that may be the best one in the film in terms of physical comedy. To make uh, to and, and all this is going on to make a ninety minute movie with all these people all the time, right? So you got you got he's got to get up for that every time. He's got right. to get his shit together for that for that scene every time. He's got to shit together for all the physical comedy. Uh, it's it, it and it, it spawned a pretty big franchise. You know what I mean? <laughs> These people are sliding around on the floor, falling down, <laughs> falling down. How many times does he fall down in this movie? Oh, he's leaning against the 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 roller tray and he falls down and he. Falls down on the slick floor because the sauna is leaking, and then there's there's water all over everything, and it's just a you know he's in the bathtub and shit, and he's trying to take a bath, and he's uh, it's, it's just, all oh, set against this proper chalet atmosphere, right? Yeah. This very proper and stuck up chalet atmosphere. <laughs> well, I, if you haven't seen the Return of the Pink Panther, you need to. There's there's just nothing that funny. And There's if you haven't any funnier than 20 years, time yeah. to watch it again. It's time to watch it again. All right, now. Hey, before before we move on, I want to ask you. Yeah. I want to go back to Jonathan Winters for a second. Did you ever see him in that Twilight Zone episode he did where he played the pool master? No. He's in a no. Twilight Zone episode. Wow. And Jack Jonathan Klugman. Winters. Yeah, Jonathan Winters is a pool master. Jack Klugman is a is a pool master as well. And Jack Klugman has to compete with Jonathan Winters. It's worth a watch because you see a different little side of Jonathan Winters in that one. 
He's very no, serious. No, I'm not even aware of that. I'll have to look yeah. that up. Do you know the name of the episode? It's called Game of Pool. A Game of Pool. Okay. Yeah, Game of Pool. Season three, episode five. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Put that on your list. If you're interested in Jonathan Winters, who was a a very, very funny man. Very, very funny man. That's the, one of the one of the problems with being twenty five years old now is that you don't know anything about the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I got, we got to see all of these people five nights a week for years and years and years. Jonathan Winters, that he just he would just every once in a while just walk out from behind the curtain into the middle of the show. Yes. And sit down and start, you know. <laughs> Watch them put, put their cigarette away real quick before the camera starts filming. Sometimes they get them putting their cigarette down. Oh, they didn't care about that back then. Back then. Everybody oh, smoked on. Oh, no, they didn't care about that. Everybody smoked on The Tonight Show. And you had to plan for it because if you didn't see it that night, you didn't get to see it. Yeah, because they didn't rerun those things. Yeah. It was... Uh, what a what a treat that was to have the Tonight Show on every night at ten thirty. Yeah. Oh, it was good. All right, last two, last, last two. two in the top ten. We're back. We're back. Animal House. Now, this is one of these movies that everybody has seen. Uh, you hadn't seen Animal House. You just don't like movies. Some people haven't ripped. I'm telling you. I can't believe that, John. I don't. Everybody has seen Animal. The damn thing is arguably uh, one of the one of what top three funniest movies that's ever been made. It's there's yes. nothing even in its class. Nothing in its class. It is John Belushi's finest work. It's the first it was, R-rated movie I ever snuck into when I was a kid. And it was R-rated because of the language and there were tits and, you know, stuff like that. Funny as hell. The, Funny. Uh, oh, my God. It's just, uh, well, it, you know, I'm going to go with the with the uh, uh, the assumption that everybody's seen this damn thing. Because I, I can't believe that anybody hadn't seen Animal House. Um Launched the careers of several people. Uh, this is the first important movie for Tim Matheson. John Vernon was in it, who's famous Hollywood staple for different characters, you know, for decades. Now, Harold Tom Hulse's first movies. Donald Sutherland was in it. Uh, Karen Allen was... Uh, was the girlfriend she was she you know had a pretty good career after this it was uh harold ramus directed is that right yes this was harold and was this after kentucky fried movie directed no john landis directed john it. landis did. harold ramus wrote it ramus doug kenny who was in the movie and chris miller wrote it so john landis directed this thing john landis uh did lots and lots of other things nick what did he what did he do? Uh, Blues Brothers, Trading oh, Places, God. Twilight Zone movie, Spies Like Us, Clue. Uh, oh, no, he didn't direct Clue. He uh, executive produced Clue. Uh, Three Amigos. Three Amigos was not that funny. but Coming to America. Several of those are 
what was the first one in that list that you uh blues brothers blues brothers so you look at you look at John Belushi, of course. See, I didn't right? think Blues Brothers was that funny, but everybody else would have included yeah. it in this list. I, that, you know, it, it was a musical to me. It was yes. a genius musical. Yes, is what what Blues Brothers was, and I don't think that it was appreciated when it came out as a musical. I think it's it's become a cult following since then. But if you look at the musical talent involved in that, oh yeah, all, it was it was amazing. You know, Donald Duck Dunn was in that. The guys in that band were all famous blues all musicians. Fam- so, so Animal House, the, the the most glorious scene in that movie is when John Belushi sneaks across the yard doing his, his ninja moves, right? Yeah. Jumping back and, forth. And, and he's on the ladder. He's on the ladder. <laughs> looks over his shoulder, right, at, at the audience because they're being just as big of a voyeur as he is. And then the ladder just falls right back on him. Yeah, it's just <laughs> that's that is a. That that's pretty amazing. He jumps the ladder down <laughs> up on top of it. Belushi was an amazing physical actor himself. He was, yeah, that was a, just a funny guy. He was, you know, he could he could make just walking look funny. You know, every, everybody looks at him when he's on screen because you, you're, you're automatic. No matter what's going on anywhere else, you look to see what Belushi's going to do. Yeah, <laughs> the food fight scene. That may be the most famous scene in the movie. Guess what I am now. I'm a zit. <laughs> a zit. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that that thing is. Uh, it, you know, they had a lot of trouble shooting oh, that thing too because uh, they would read. This, a bunch of people read that script. They wanted to shoot it on a college campus. Because it had to be shot on a college campus someplace, and a bunch of schools turned them down. Well, I know we can't be associated with this. Well, double secret probation. They didn't want to be put on double secret probation. Double secret probation. Where have you seen that before? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, double secret probation. Double secret probation. They actually they got the horse. They actually walked that horse into the office of the president of the university where they shot the movie. They they walked the horse into the into the the office. Oh, it's just and all these. You have to read about the production of this movie. There's a big long Wikipedia page on this about the production of the thing and all the trouble they had getting this thing shot. And all the interpersonal relationships with the cast and all the fucking drugs these guys did and all of this insanity, you know, they, (laughs) I mean, there's so many good lines in this thing. Uh, I I, I still think somebody's going to hear about this. You fucked up. You trusted us. (laughs) 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 What are you going to do about my car, man? You fucked up. You trusted us. Where did the pirate idea come from for... John Belushi to come out dressed as a pirate and steal the girl and drive off. Yeah. Where did I, that come from? I, I don't know. You know God. what I mean? Whose head did that come out of? You know? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they took the bar. The whole fucking bar. They're evicting the fraternity the from campus. Oh, God. Leads the marching band down the dead end street, and they all just keep marching in. Yeah, each other. yeah, that was <laughs> stupid. But the stupid the whole thing was just. Uh, I, I that that movie's just. Uh, Nineteen seventy eight, Animal House. I was in 
middle of college when this thing came out. Just everybody, this was, that's one of the most popular movies that year. It might have been the one that everybody went and saw that year because it was so damn funny. It was just an amazing thing. It was, it was and it, no matter when you watch it, it might have a few slow spots now because other movies have been so derivative of it, you know, that yeah. it might have a few slow spots, but it still, it still holds up. Whenever you see John Belushi, you start laughing your ass off. It still yeah. holds up. Yeah, you know, and it, in terms of, oh, we forgot to mention this, for Mad World, uh, there have been probably five different movies that were based on either directly or indirectly on Mad, 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 Mad World, like Rat Race. Remember Rat Race came out about 20 years ago? It's just a remake of just yes, a Mad, yeah. Mad, Mad, Mad World. Well, that, that chase, so you set up the prize and then you have the chase scene after it, I guess. Yeah. Yes, uh, smoking a bandit would have a degree of that too, right? I mean, a little bit, yeah. And degree of it. Uh, Burt Reynolds was good at breaking that fourth wall too. He could pull it off. Yeah. He could pull it off. Not everybody can pull that off. Right. Where they include all of a sudden they look over the shoulder and they include the audience in the gag. You know, yeah. It's hard to do. It's hard. To do. Well, it, it's it's out of place most most places. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, it's completely out of place. But in this particular. That one scene it was just, you know, yeah. where he looks if, over his shoulder at the audience. That, yeah, because that because you're already you're you're being the voyeur with him. You're the creepy guy with him, and he looks over and catches you, right? So he looks <laughs> over his shoulder and catches you. You know. Yeah, he's looking at the tits, and so are you. <laughs> oh God! So Animal House is up there, and uh, can't recommend it enough. It's just 1978 animal house i mean what can you say you know and the last one on our list and as far as i'm concerned the funniest movie that's ever been made the big lebowski right now i have used this as an intelligence test (laughs) for 23 years because this this thing was made in 98 the big lebowski is uh a comedy operating at a completely different level than every other comedy movie on our list here. It's work. You got to work to watch it. It is work. Yes, it is work. You have to think the Cohen brothers, Joel and Ethan Cohen created this lunacy and, and characters, the most amazing characters emerged from this thing. running around in it, right? Who? Steve Buscemi. Wasn't he in it? Steve Buscemi was uh, Donnie. Yeah. He yep, was Donnie. Donnie. The dude, the Jeff dude, Bridges. Of course. Of course the, the dude, dude. who yeah. is Jeffrey Lebowski. Yes. And Walter Subject. John Goodman's most memorable character. I, now, I don't know if John Goodman likes that but it comes across as intimidating damn guy intimidating I mean, the, the yeah. walter subject in in this movie is uh i mean th- these two dominant characters how yes. do you look at at uh, john goodman and not see walter subject after this after i don't this know film? Yeah. i mean you know he's after this role you think he would have done more right yeah, it's interesting. He's uh, 
he's just a, everything about this goddamn thing is funny at a completely different level. John Turturro in his little purple outfit. So, so what you're gonna is, what you're gonna have to do, Rip, is is there's a lot of people that have not seen this movie that are gonna need a, a the same way that you that you talked them through what. Uh, Victor Victoria was. Right. They're going to need to know about what this movie's about because there's a whole bunch of people who haven't seen it. Right. Big Lebowski is. Uh, it starts off with the dude, and the dude is the is the is is Jeffrey Lebowski, played by Jeff Bridges, and he is a a useless ne'er do well slob. Right. The opening scene of this thing. Is he goes down to the Ralph's grocery gets a quart of half and half and writes a check for 67 cents at the cash register <laughs> to pay for a quart of half and half so we can go back and make right. a white Russian. White Russians are his drink. They show up all through the movie. Yes. He calls them uh, Caucasians. <laughs> And he spends a lot, a lot amount of time looking for a rug to replace yes. one so that got wet. He goes back home, and these guys break into his house looking for the money. Yes. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the fucking money? Right? And they tear the house up. And then they can't find the money, so they're all mad and shit, so they piss on his little entryway rug. Yes. Rug. Needed rug. Tied the room together. So. Yeah. Ties the room. Ties the room together. So it's uh, oh, it's just, and it proceeds from there. Uh, they've got Good the wrong the Jeffrey boss. Lebowski. So there's another Jeffrey Lebowski who's a big important guy, big wealthy guy. He's in a wheelchair and shit. And so it's a, it's about the, it's a complicated plot. It's a very, very complicated plot. You just have to, and it makes little sense <laughs> it really doesn't make any sense at all uh, but it's it's funny and uh and so so the dude's buddy walter subject who by the way was in vietnam yes. and uh you know they they like the bowl so the a lot of this takes place in a bowling alley does yeah. the dude ever wear anything but slippers does he ever know, wear real shoes? I, no, I think he's got slippers on. He's what the opening scene. He's in a bathrobe. Bathrobe. He's in yeah. his bathrobe at the Ralphs, writing the sixty-seven cent check for the quarter, half and half. <laughs> now, I mean, that's dry. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. this thing that's is dry. Subtle. This that's is subtle. a real dry ass movie, and it's but it's, oh my god, it's uh, it's uh, every every scene in this thing is hilarious it's you got you got to watch this one a couple times you this have to you'll time. want to watch it a couple of times you you yeah. you know it's uh it's one of these things that's just uh sickeningly funny <laughs> and it's uh it it gets my vote for the the funniest movie i've ever seen and i've been watching funny movies for 65 years and i'm telling you there's not any other movie that's ever been made that's as funny as the big lebowski and if you don't think the big lebowski's funny you're probably not very intelligent and i hate to say that but it's just part of the deal i mean it's just part of the deal it's it's a higher level script 
it's a model to evaluate. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, so let's let's take a look at where we're at. What do they need to watch first if they haven't seen it? Well, all right, that's a that's a good approach. Let's see here. If you haven't seen uh, if you haven't seen Mad 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 World, I think you need to watch that first, just for the historical perspective on things. It's all it's right. almost sixty years old. Mad World, Mad it's, Mad uh, Mad World first. And it's uh, it's just got a whole bunch of important actors in it, and it's as funny now as it was back then. It's just one of these pieces of comedy history that you have to see. It's a mad, 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 mad world is the name of the film, 1963. Um, and I, if I were you, I would I would definitely buy this DVD. Uh, I'm gonna have to buy the there's DVD. There's a restored so version of it. It's uh, yeah, the commentaries on it, and it, there's a restored version that had extra material. It ends up being about three hours long, and just you know, if you're interested in in film, this is you know, you just got to see this. This is this is film history, and it's uh, it's a very important movie. Uh, Number two, I would go with Victor Victoria. I know yes, that it wasn't in the top five, but it's such well, an an important flick. It's it is Victor Victoria is one of my favorite films. It's certainly in my top ten favorite movies of all time. It's it's I've watched it. This is something you can watch fifteen times. It's just it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's funny. It's the music is amazing. Uh, Julie Andrews is amazing. Leslie Ann Warren. Oh my God! You just you've got to see this thing. It is a piece of work. And, and consider uh, when you watch, consider putting it when when it was filmed, nineteen eighty two, and 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 the way that everything was being addressed normally in films, and it makes it pretty interesting. Yes. Now I'd say if you haven't watched used cars, you need to see used cars. <laughs> used cars is is Kurt Russell, and he's a young man in this. Oh, thing. he's probably twenty five. Small looks tiny, doesn't he? Yeah. Compared to what he what he grew into, yeah. Yeah, he's uh it's a different style of Kurt Russell than uh than the snake pliskin Kurt Russell from from Escape from New York. It's uh this is a this is a this is a real funny movie. It, it used cars and it's something you probably never even heard of. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. It's it's That's one of these things you hadn't heard of. Uh if you haven't watched Return of the Pink Panther. You you need to watch Return of the Pink Panther. It is uh shows you what a genius Peter Sellers was and what a genius Blake Edwards was. And the the two have that in common. Victor Victoria and and Return of the Pink Panther are both Blake Edwards directed movies. And you can see this in both of them, in the way that in the direction and in the cinematography and the editing it's classic blake edwards and the the man was really good at this and uh i think the physicality of the comedy and return of the pink panther will oh, make yes. it more accessible it's uh i think it's more accessible because of the of the physical comedy i'd say there's never been a more uh successful physical comedy than return of the pink panther I don't know anything else that even comes close to it. Can't really find something that's got that much, that that much complicated physical comedy. 
Right. No, I don't, there's, there's nothing that balls. comes to mind at all that's even approaches it. It's uh, it is just it's just absolutely amazing, and I'm gonna assume everybody's seen uh, Caddyshack and and uh, Animal House. You've already seen those. If you're interested enough to still be listening to me and him talk about movies, you've already seen those. Yeah, that's a good uh, assumption. That's a, that's a pretty accurate assumption. I don't know. Yeah, if you're if you're not interested in movies enough to have seen Animal those House, two. then why would you be listening to us talk about movies? Right. And then the last one that you haven't seen that you need to watch is Slapshot. And uh, a Slapshot, uh, you know, I don't know. That may be kind of hard to find now. I don't know. Now, it's it's I, on a couple different platforms. I found it, uh, it the other day pretty easily. Uh, it's on a couple different platforms, and it's got a pretty good uh, – uh, it, it looked like a pretty good transfer. So it's you can watch it. It's not as high def as you might expect, but it's pretty good for 74. Right. Yeah, so it's on, it's on several different platforms. Yeah, yeah, I've got the, I've got it on DVD. I've had it for a long time on DVD, and uh, it may still be available at at Amazon on DVD if you want. Again, I own my media. I I want a physical copy of all of this stuff because you can't ever tell when somebody else is going to decide that you don't need to see this. You know, and that's a certainly a a possibility now you know as fucked up as everything is you know it's just a it's a real danger and if you don't want somebody else making decisions about what you get to see you need to find a physical copy of the movie and hold it don't loan it out don't loan it out people don't give them back you know that sounded a little that pointed. Right, Nick? that sounded a little directed <laughs> yeah yeah it did i was looking at an individual right now so uh so and, and again you you probably got your own opinions about this and that's fine you can be wrong it's okay to be wrong right? right if you don't agree with us it's just something you'll have to live with but in our opinion this is what you, this is a good starting place for comedy movies and i really don't you know i'm sure that if, if you guys want to comment on this uh maybe you can tell me of a real 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 funny ass movie that was made in 2019 i just don't know what it would be yeah, let, let's say let's say 2000 let's pick a funny funny movie that was from 219 to now let's just see yeah. what 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 past what two are the years. recommendations what is funny over the What's past funny? two years I'll tell you right now, nothing on earth has been funny for the past two years. Right? Jesus Christ. The past uh-huh, two years right. have been a fucking disaster, and that's why it's important to go back to 1998 and watch The Big Lebowski. And go back to 1963 and watch Mad World. That's why these things are important. Because uh, of the mess that we have created. And here's a little bit of relief from it, so... You guys get busy, all right? John, thank you for helping us with this. Again, always appreciate your your input and your background, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll do it again. We've got a couple other movie episodes in mind that we're going we're gonna to do later, all right? And thank you for being with us again on Starting Strength Radio. We'll see you next Friday. <laughs>